Hello, welcome to this week's Sportscast podcast episode. This week we'll be kicking off with a Tour de France update, as well as looking at a roundup of the Formula One from Hungary, the results and discussion around the British Open golf tournament, as well as some boxing news and football updates. Another week down. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Are you? Very well. Been a very, very busy week of sport. A lot has gone on. A lot of sort of big news and a lot of things that have happened that are different things within football in America, over here. Yeah. Tour de France finished mm -hmm. only 40 minutes or so ago which saw Denmark's Jonas Vingegaard take back-to-back -back titles, which we said early on it was going to be him or uh, Pogaccia, and it was um, stage 16 where he opened up a little bit more of a lead. And then on uh, stage 17, he was uh, they were in the mountains and there was 15 kilometres to go. And Pogaccia just came on the radio and just went, I'm gone, I'm dead, and just not fat. Figurative, figuratively, yeah, fell off the fell off. Figuratively, the fall, falling at the final hurdle in a in a way. Twenty one stages, went at seventeen, and he, he opened up a seven and a half minute lead. Yeah. So today, where they go down the Champs Elysees, they they do it's one hundred and fifteen kilometers. They just ride in all together, a bit of champagne, and what they do is about sort of three to five kilometers before the end. They let the sprinters go off because the sprinters aren't generally up there in the general classification. So. They let them go off, get the points, and then they just ride in 30 seconds behind and, yeah. and just celebrate. So it's a bit of an easier day for him today. But there were wins this week for Gal, Askreen, Mohoric, Pogacar took yesterday's stage as a bit of a I've got to do something if I'm not winning it tomorrow kind of thing. Um, and the twins, Adam Yates and Simon Yates, came third and fourth, which is quite, I, I think, quite big. You had... In the sort of top 13, you had three Ineos riders with Yates, Rodriguez and Pidcock. So a few British guys are up there, considering we've not sort of got the the usuals in Bryant Thomas and things that got third last year. Um, you know, it wasn't it this year, but the Yates brothers stepped up and been a very, a bit of, it's been a very good tour on the basis of you've had the front two absolutely battling it towards the end it's not been you know the not time a one, trial, one horse race yeah yeah there's been there's been a bit yeah there's, there's been it's been close between them you'd but, like to see you'd like to see a it's like a four or five way fight for the win but i mean it, in the final least, week yeah. yeah one of them takes it kind of thing mm. vingegaard is going to potentially surpass lance armstrong's titles early 20s I mean, I know he doesn't officially hold them. My eyes, he does. Everyone was doping, so you're only yeah. doping, you know, whilst everyone else was. But he, he, he is going to be around for a very, very long time, and at, at, at that, you know, winning tours as big as that yeah. constantly. 
today was the Hungarian Grand Prix. Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, very jealous, considering I was sat in my jumper and coat and in, in the absolute pissing rain, watching an absolutely glorious Hungarian Grand Prix. 53 degrees track temperature at the start of the race. I know, really. That is incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, and Pirelli took the the harder end of the range as well. Um, so the, the tyres naturally do overheat. Um, so it probably was a little bit of a challenge for the drivers throughout throughout the race, qualifying and the race. They were seeing issues with marbling, um, difficult to slow the cars down as, as they would like. But what do you think to the new qualifying format? With the... So um, Q1 was hards only, Q2 was mediums only, and Q3 was softs only. I didn't know about this. Okay. And even yesterday when I did watch qualifying, mm. I didn't pick up on that. So I, I didn't have, I, di I didn't pick up on that's what they were doing. Yeah. So, so did, you know, did you notice the difference from, from generally? I think that's probably why Lewis got where he got. Yeah. Because I think he handles his tyres better. And if the hotter track and the, hot, and the harder tyres, well, hotter track, you, you have more graining things on the tyres and if yeah. they're on the softs, I think he's going to handle that better. But um, how does that work then usually because the time you set in Q2 is the is your starting tyre for the race, do they then get free pick of the race? Uh, I think I think on this occasion they did get free pick in the race because there was a, a, a really good mix of soft, medium and hard. Um, Perez and uh, Russell I think started on the hard tyre, obviously going for a really long stint with a yeah. really poor qualifying performance. Most of the field on mediums, and I think there was a one Ferrari. I can't remember. Yeah, it was on, on soft. On, on soft, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want to linger too much on on qualifying because it was, uh, although it was an exciting, very exciting qualifying with Lewis Hamilton taking pole, Max um, on on the front row with him. I just think that we should allow the teams to make the strategy calls, and rather than, in my opinion, rather than dictate. Exactly, it becomes very. I I think it becomes very stale, and it doesn't lend favour to the cars such as McLaren, who are not very good on mediums, and Haas, who are not very good on softs, but they are both tremendous on hard tyres. So, um, moving on to the race, did you watch the race? You enjoyed it? Yeah, um, it enjoyed. Yes, it's not. One that's going to stand out for me this season, considering a lot of the races this year have been very similar formats of a Red Bull taking off into the distance. And, yeah. But um, I, I've i enjoyed the people battling at, for the rest. at them parts of, of where they are. So yeah. I, enjoy Land I enjoy seeing Lando and Lewis battling. Yeah. I, um, Silverstone a couple of years ago when Lewis came on the radio and he sort of commended Lando. And, yeah. You know, I like seeing him battle, you know, because I, th I think Lando's the natural replacement for Lewis um, in, in that Mercedes. So I enjoy seeing that. I enjoy seeing the Ferraris with Russell a little bit further down the grid. And and then you've got, you know, the the, the Honey Badger himself sort of around the Aston Martins and things. And yeah. I, I enjoyed I enjoy seeing the people where they deserve to be battling. Yeah. I'm really I'm a McLaren fan, as you know. Um, I I I I'm really really pleased that McLaren have taken a huge monumental step forward because the the where they were at the beginning of the season was battling for 18th or or 
um, or nowhere near the point. Yeah. But I, I'm really, really pleased to see that the McLaren has got pace on merit, not just necessarily because they had a good pit stop or an undercut or or, or they had a blinding oh, qualifying oh. because it was luck. They've actually got really good race pace on merit. Uh, Lando held off Perez. And unfortunately, even though um, Piastri did did get demoted down to fourth, he he uh, by Perez. Um, yeah. It was it was overtaken by the fastest car probably we've ever seen on a, yeah. on, a on a Red Bull on a on a Formula One track with double DRS zone and yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? So one one detection point, for two, two DRS. Zones, I, I'm not a fan of that at all. I no. think because it, it doesn't encourage or. Again, it's a little bit like the the sprint qualifiers and things with the um, the sprint races and things. It, it's beneficial to the more powerful cars. That it's as if the better you are, the more we're going to give you. So yeah, you know you've got to get in once to get the double. I think that it's not a very big second zone going down into. Uh, off turn two, so it's, no. But if you get the overtake done into turn one, you could you almost can... be out of DRS. Yeah, come back e around the lap. Exactly. Uh, really disappointing day for Zhou Guan Yu after a really promising qualifying, put him in in fifth uh, for race start, lost eleven places, and got a five second time penalty for causing the collision, which, which... blew my mind. I, I can't. Lack of experience in the in the higher positions with the big boys. No, I think he just didn't. Um... I just think he just didn't get his tyres warm. No, he had a terrible start, didn't he? I, I know, a kind of the argument around um, first race incidents and things don't tend to get picked up on, but he did wipe a couple of cars out. Well, double DNF for Alpine, Alpine. again. Yeah, again. Um, looking at better, well, de depends who you're a fan of, actually, but. Looking at looking at more favourable uh, results, Red Bull, obviously another podium. Well, another another win for Max, uh, another double podium for Red Bull. It's their twelfth. It's record breaking twelfth victory in a row for Red Bull, and Sergio Perez with a cracking drive, driver of the day from ninth on the grid all the way up to third. Fully deserved it as well. Yeah, I think the Tremendous only race. Think, I think I think if you weren't going to, I didn't see who the five. You know, the three for. The option, you know, the top three for the options were, but I think you could have argued a case for it. Although Oscar did drop points, I think on the face of it, the McLaren probably haven't got race pace cars, so he's sort of not kept compared it there, with, and he's, yeah. um, and he has done very, very well. But I think that I think he deserves some recognition for what he's been able to do. I think he's proven that he can fight it out up there, and he's going to be a top driver. Yeah. And you've got Nick de Vries, who's obviously, we, we discussed last week, he, he's obviously unfortunately lost his seat, whereas Logan's not doing fantastic. He's probably doing the best out of the rookies. And to be fair, some of the some of the guys that joined in the last couple of years, he's, he's doing a really good job. Arguably, the McLaren is now a really viable race car. Um, but he's he's had good qualifying and good race results, uh, given the circumstances of where they've been. Yeah. Did you see? So 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 last so last race out. I've seen this this evening. Last race out. Lando on the podium hits his bottle off the podium and sprays everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. Have this. you seen today? I've seen this. Apparently, wait, wait, hold on, before we go any further, weird trophies. Porcelain. Allegedly, 
eight months to make. Oh my god. And they're worth six figures. And he has smashed it off the podium, caused it to fall on the floor, and and smashed it. I guarantee it'll be worth an all, a whole lot more now. They could, they could like they couldn't auction it off for charity and they're and, gonna yeah. and get an awful lot of money for that. <laughs> Let's see it's Lando's signature uh celebration though, isn't it? Yeah. He did it last last week. Um, and he's obviously done it again today, but smashed, smashed Max's trophy. Jos Verstappen will be waiting at his hotel room tonight when, <laughs> when he gets back to his hotel room. <laughs> we, with you sitting around in your jumper, there was a few thousands sitting around in Liverpool for the Open in their raincoats yeah. for the horrific fourth day of the golf. You caught much of it? It's I've caught on bits. I caught speak, the highlights. Speak, speak. Yeah, it has. I, I I watched a little bit on Friday. I caught the highlights on Saturday, and I've been watching a little bit bits and bobs today. But generally, keeping up to speed. So, as a as a quick overview, Brian Harmon had the lead into the weekend after the cut. Um, he, he led by five shots. Fleetwood, Tommy Fleetwood, was up there as well. Uh, he was sat in second after a very good Scottish Open last week. Just a double bogey at the end and he dropped a couple of places. There were some big names missing out on the weekend with Keegan uh, Keegan Bradley, Colin Marikawa, Tony Finau and Justin Rose all missed the cut. Today, considering the weather, I think the, the players, they didn't play conservatively, but no one, a couple sort of shot a few under, but no one went crazy and no one really sort of fell off the edge of, uh, you know, sort of the face of a cliff you had. Yeah. You know, um, Brian Harmon going in today was, was at 12 under. He's finished at 13 under, winning by six, uh, with John Rahm at seven under and Rory at six under. Rory had a good day today. Yeah. He, he, um, he picked yeah. up a few shots. Mm -hmm. But um, considering the weather, considering sort of, the, you know, the conditions they were facing on, on Thursday as well, Thursday was very, very windy. It, it just, it's been a good open, I think. I, I didn't know too much about Brian Harmon before today, but apparently he's always sort of, sort of always been sort of top 20-ish and, and, you know, a very good player. So I think we'll see him again around majors. I don't think he'll do a Danny Willett, win one and, and disappear yeah. kind of thing. Consistency so. from the likes of John Rowan and Victor Hovland. Yeah. Victor Hovland's come on fantastically and done very well this year, yeah. especially at the majors. So he'll play better in the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of rain as well, again, the Ashes. This has probably been one of the, the, the most exciting tests of the series, and yet we, we've seen nothing for two days. Give no. or take a couple of hours worth of, of cricket yesterday afternoon. And it's a shame as well because, arguably, you don't want to be two 0 down and then chasing chasing two one just to, just to make it sort of viable to win to win the Ashes. But you, it's such a shame that we couldn't see the the the, the outcome, the finish. Yeah. yeah, whether England are going to battle well, back and it's going to be the, a the bold Australia out for three seventeen. Probably about 30 too many after. They had a bit of a bad, you know, couldn't get the tail end, as it? Yeah. They hit 592 in return. 
Zach Crawley hit 189, and off the top of my head, I think it was off 181, 182 balls. Yeah, which is outstanding. It's, it's incredible. A little bit like I was saying sort of last week, they're, they're bringing this 100 attitude towards the Test cricket, and they're yeah. just... They're just t- we, which cost them, which cost, cost them the first 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 mm. test, but it, it you know it's fantastic. But then Australia then were two fourteen for five at close of play, yesterday after a pretty rain affected day. Then they maybe lost about five out of the cricket. Frustrating yesterday because they they only took one wicket yesterday afternoon. Um, I can't remember exactly what Australia were going into the day on, but they put up about sort of sixty seventy runs. Mm. Only lost one wicket. Kind of Australia maybe knew the weather was coming, so didn't really do anything yesterday. Kind of just maybe sort of batted it out and didn't really want anything to happen. Which is my argument to why Test cricket... I I know you you like Test cricket, I know you love Test cricket, but play it in a hot country. Yeah. So so we can't have this kind of... you don't expect it as much, Ian. I think so. The arguments were now that did England bat too long on day three? Yeah. But no one, yes, we knew the weather was going to come in. Did we know like today there was no play at all today? So, um, you know, we kind of just thought, you know, did, did we bat out too long? You don't know that that's the case. The argument was Stokes declared too early in the first test and we lost that one. So it's kind of, you, you don't know until the end. Unfortunately, during this test, if England do win at the Oval, I'll start the test starts on Thursday. It's a tied series. Australia retain. England England cannot win the Ashes, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And then obviously they'll go to Australia next Christmas. Try and, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy. And Australia are a good team at the minute. So to go to Australia and, and, and take that would be very, very difficult. Boxing, there's a few big fights coming up now. A few more fights have got dates. So I'll just sort of go through what's going to happen. Errol Errol Spence versus Crawford next week. It is in America. I probably will try and wake up early hours of the morning to catch that. That is, in football in terms, that is Real Madrid, Barcelona, Champions League final-esque. That is... Two fighters, probably pound for pound, greatest in the world at the minute, in my eyes, going for, you know, and you don't see this very often. They're both, you know, they're both in the prime. They're both, well, you know, world champions with with, with their um, divisions. So I think it's going to be fantastic. Chris Eubank Jr. and Liam Smith have got a date of the 2nd of September for their rematch. Again, Really looking forward to that. I hope Smith can back up what happened first time. You've got Ar- Arta Bertabiev, who's fighting Callum Smith, Liam's brother, at the end of August. So Callum Smith, Liam Smith, the part of the family, obviously, all Smiths, and, and their older brother was also a world champion boxer. You've got, and the dad's been the coach, you've got a family of just absolute incredible boxers and for people you know the working working class family in liverpool and they're absolute and they're brilliant people they're fantastic i love watching them fight uh usage dubois august 26th 
Joshua Dillian White, August 12th. I'm looking forward to that. Again, probably don't watch too much. They fought very early on in Joshua's career. The, probably the fight of that year. It, it was phenomenal. Um, Joshua should have put him out, out quick enough, didn't. White fought back, rocked him a lot. And at this time round, Dillian White's a much more matured fighter. There was a lot of beef because the rumour is that as amateurs, Dillian White was beat Anthony Joshua, was the only person to beat him. So there was a lot of fire on that first one and this time round and Joshua's kind of said, Dillian White's not a rival anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm above that. But he's, yeah. he's fighting him and I think we could see an upset there. Well, I say an upset. I think we see Dillian White winning. It's not an upset for me. And then you've got Canelo Charlo at the 30th of September. Canelo is probably arguably modern era greatest boxer with Floyd Mayweather. Um, him and Triple G have had a good trilogy. This is coming away from that now. This will, that'll be another great fight. Going to throw undisputed titles. Charlo's unbeaten as well. So there's a lot going on. Ah, there's also another fight, but I didn't know whether to include this or not. Jake Paul. <laughs> But he's, fight, he's fighting Nate Diaz, and Nate Diaz is obviously a UFC. Yes. Fought McGregor a lot, mm. and they've had a bit of beef. So, although it's it's this TikTok boxing, if you like, Jake Paul is not a bad boxer. No. He's not going to win a world title. And if he does, it'll be in a weight division that there's not really much competition as to what he wins. He's not a bad boxer. And Nate Diaz is a great striker. So I think that's actually going to be a really good fight. I hope it's not an exhibition type go to points and, and it's going to be a draw on three cards. I hope it is a proper fight. And they do seem to hate each other. Which so, always helps. So I, I do yeah. think I do think this is going to be a proper has the, fight. Has the transition so has the transition previously worked for UFC fighters into boxing? Most famously <sighs> Conor McGregor versus but I, I Junior. Think, I think that was all um, Money monetized. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there was ever. I think I genuinely believe there were clauses not to knock Floyd out. Yeah, genuinely believe that. Not that he probably could have done. The difference is, I've not, I've not been Floyd's biggest fan. I, I think he's fought some good boxers at the wrong time. He fought Canelo very early, hit him with a cheap shot. Um, as referees were talking to him, he hit him, beat him, very very cheap, very very dirty. Should should never have, have should have never have had an outcome in that fight for uh, Manny Pacquiao, but again they were both thirty six. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. it happened ten years too late. Um, a prime Canelo, I think, would have beaten a prime Floyd, but it never happened, so it doesn't matter. But Floyd is arguably the hardest boxer to hit, so I don't think McGregor could have hit him anyway. So. I don't think that's that's the case, but I think with the so Tyson Fury's got a fight as well, and I forget this guy's name, but he's a French UFC fighter, and I've I've watched him a couple of times in the octagon, and he he had another fight, and I can't remember the other guy, but I, I can picture him, and it was three rounds of just of just. Pure scrapping, standing up, slogging, almost like a boxing boxing match. So that's not going to be a straightforward for Tyson. He's a big guy that he's fighting, very big guy that he's fighting. So it is going to be diff more difficult than probably you think. 
that the these USC fighters are trained in many different uh, disciplines. Yeah. So to to just go in and use your fists. But Nate Diaz, I think, will take it to Jake Paul, and I, I hope he does. A lot's happened in the world of football. Mm-hmm. Have Have you seen much? I've seen. So I've seen. It depends what we want to talk about. I've seen a few bits. I've seen the Women's World Cup. Seen the messy stuff. Um, it, it, it was all transfer rumors. Transfer rumors. Silly transfer rumors to Saudi Arabia, etc. Oh, still many, many, many. Yeah, there's I saw saw one today. So Fabinho from Liverpool's meant to be going. And he's probably you know he still can do a job in the Premier League and everything else. But then I've seen this evening that it might fall through because his pet dog's breed is illegal in Saudi Arabia. Okay, but it's only like a French bulldog or something. Yeah, like that. it's not. It's nothing. It's not. It's not got vicious. Yeah, but it's it's illegal in that country. So he might. So he might not. He might refuse to go because he can't keep his dog. Yeah, of all things. Odd. No, I've seen. I've seen that Saudi Arabia are trying to build up their lower leagues as well, not just yes. the, the, obviously their, their their Premier League, if you like, whatever their main highest league is, is not nowhere near even a German B league. Uh, but they're they're inviting or, or or I don't know they're asking for like application. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're trying to build up their their B and C leagues. But they're offering again ridiculous amounts of money to people that are paid ten grand a week. Ten grand a week is an awful amount. No, awful that, lot no, no. And not... They're offering fifty odd. No, I, I read it slightly differently. They're offering sort of three and four thousand pound a week, plus house, plus car. Oh, like a full package. Two players that maybe play here in the conference north and conference south on yeah. four or five hundred pound a week. Okay. So they're going after that type to boost, to build these leagues up, to get them better, to then have more come through. So I saw slightly lower numbers, but I believe it's to bring more of the sort of the lower league players over mm. to build more of an infrastructure and more competitiveness around that and then build it up like that rather than just put a league out there. Yeah. At the same time, though, they must, they must have a fan base or they must... They must assume that they're going to be able to fill the stadiums and 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 generate that that raw fandom. You know, like in the UK, in in the I EPL, think, where we've got so I, I think this is live and die for their club. This is going to be the problem, though. That so, sort of, ten years ago, China started doing this, and they were paying ridiculous money. Yeah, I mean, did Carlos Tevez go? I think Tevez did. I think the Hulk Hulk that went Oscar that played for Chelsea at the time. He's still there, I believe. And and they still never really got fans into the stadium. No. It, 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 they had these big stadiums and there was just nothing. I think money money can money can buy anything in the world, but it can't buy well, I don't even know what the word is. It, you can't force people to like football. You can't you can't there's an argument, so so Saudi Arabians now own Newcastle. Mm. Just because they've got the money around Newcastle. Newcastle have always had a very, very strong fan base, one of the best in the Premier League. You're not going to get that out there just because you've got money. Yeah. Just because you've got Jordan Henderson or... Well, look at look at the World Cup that's just gone. The, the farce of there are quite clearly not Brazilian fans or quite clearly not French fans. 
in French shirts parading through the street. 30,000 of them through the street. Yeah, That's exactly. just not, yeah, it just doesn't happen like that. Harry Kane is still at Spurs. There was a press conference this week. Uh, I believe they're in Bangkok. They're meant to play Leicester today. It got called off because of the weather. Um, and to be fair, it, 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 it looked like they were knee-deep in water on the pitch. Mm. Um, a German journalist turned up and he had a Bayern Munich top Harry Kane on, on, on the back. <laughs> and uh, the manager, um, Angie, he looked like if he could have reached him, he would have. <laughs> <laughs> it would have hurt the guy. That that, that was quite entertaining. It's, it's interesting to see. I, I do think he. You know, the, the league's three weeks away. I do think we'll see Harry Kane in a Spurs shirt on the opening game of the season. Yeah. Man United got Onana uh, from Inter Milan, forty-seven million goalkeeper. Uh, obviously, De Gea has been has been let, let go. He's for not renewed his contract. Got yeah. done a little bit dirty. I think he'll end up in Saudi Arabia. Um, so they've got the re- good replacement in there. Matt Doherty's gone back to Wolves from Atletico Madrid, and I'll be honest, I didn't even know he went to Atletico Madrid from Spurs. Um, so that's quite a big, big move for Wolves. They've not been fantastic the last sort of two seasons in the Premier League, and then Chelsea and Al Hilal are favourites for Mbappe from. PSG, but then I've also wow, seen. Wow, I did not know that. I've also seen that Spurs are also looking at Mbappe, and that leads me to believe that if Spurs think they can get Mbappe, I don't know why. As a Blackburn fan, we're not thinking about it because I think we've got much <laughs> chance of getting Mbappe. <laughs> I just can't see him leaving PSG to go to White Hart Lane. No, and come sixth. I just I don't get it. <laughs> Messi, you saw that. Yeah, debut. It, it was a cup game against a Mexican team. Yeah. So they're still doing very, very badly in the league. But 1-0 down, yeah. he comes on, they score, 94th minute. Have you seen the free kick? I've seen the free kick. Lovely little. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you know, 94th minute, it was... It was in the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busquets, you know, former Barcelona midfielder, supporting him. Um, it's always good to see. So I saw a, a tweet uh, this weekend that I thought I'd share with you because I found it quite interesting that Lionel Messi making his MLS debut 16 years to the day when uh, David Beckham made his MLS debut. Oh. Uh, and the other thing is Inter-Miami ticket prices pre-Messi were around $25. And the cup game that we've just been discussing, the average price of resale was $440. <laughs> So there's there's quite clearly an appetite to it, see. It, it to see was and and it was as well in in the boxes. It was a a game of who's who. Uh, yeah, LeBron James, uh, Kim Will, Kardashian, Willow sisters. Yeah, yeah. so um, vanity really. Yeah, over, over soccer. So I read yesterday where the origin of the term soccer came from. Okay, so. It's association football, and it got shortened to association. And rugby gets nicknamed all the time into ruggers. And they used to call it a sock. So association, so the first A-S-O-C. And then they just went with it. And because it was ruggers, they went for a game of a soccer. And it just became Soccer. soccer. And that's where it's 
all stem from. Interesting. Did not know that. But yeah, we still call it football. Yeah, which is the correct term. There's also the Women's World Cup. Have you caught any of that? I'll be honest, I've not caught any of it. I'm keeping up to up to date as much as Googling the results. Um, no major upsets at the moment. I mean, the favourites, the United States, uh, 3-0 up against Vietnam. But what surprised me is England, who obviously won the, the Euros, the Women's Euros, a couple of years ago, uh, only 1-0 up against um, Haiti. Haiti, making their debut... debut. Well... Uh, appearance quite a few of the Haiti team play in the French League oh okay yeah, of course and there's, there's so that so they did say that they were going to prove a different type of challenge for them in the sense of they were going to be very difficult to break down yeah very difficult to and, and they kind of did that um, but yeah, I, st- I still think England, England will be there or thereabouts come the end of the tournament. Um, like you say, USA, no surprises, 3-0. There's been an awful lot of penalties so far this year as well from from sort of previous. There's nearly been a penalty a game. Yeah. I mean, being the women's league, that's how they got their goal. But yeah. And on, a, on a retake as Looking well. at it as well, there's been, there's been at least one red card per day as well. I mean, there's only three games, two, two or three games per day. Um, so we've only played a maximum of what six, seven, eight, eight games, yeah. and there's been three red cards. So, are the officials being particularly harsh? And one thing they are doing, they are, and they do this in Australian football, Australian soccer. Yeah, the referees are mic'd up, and when they go to VAR, they you hear them say it's a penalty. Yeah, because of handball, but in the Australian football, it's throughout the game. So when something happens, the referee will be like, "Play on!" You can hear them play on and things mm. like. And then if he gives a free kick and he'll say, no, I've done that because of this. And, you know, give him a card because you've done that there and that there. And, and it's, I think it's brilliant. You'd never get it over here because of the things you'd pick up on the mic as well. Yeah. But I'd love to see it over here. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sportscast podcast. Again, you can get us on our socials on Instagram and Twitter at SportscastPodUK. Over the next couple of weeks, we will have some pre-event specials building up to the start of the EFL and the Premier League. So keep an eye on our socials ready for those coming out. I've been Liam. I've been Jordan. Thank you very much.